Hey friends, it's Sarah and Zach here with a special announcement. A live show happening soon? That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Come on out June 19th. We're doing a free live show at Empirical Brewing in Ravenswood. It's a special Father's Day themed episode with your favorite guest host, Dylan Danger Daniels. Check out the link in the description of this episode to RSVP and Secure Spot, as well as 15% off your bar tab. And most importantly, free your dad! All right, enough of the hoopla. Let's get into the episode. Drinking this album. Listen to the booze. I think it would pair well. If only for you. Because it's album and It's album and Hello, friends. And welcome back to another fabulous episode of Album Rebrews, the stickiest music podcast. The Fitness Gram Pacer Test is a multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues. The 20-meter pacer test will begin in 30 seconds. Line up at the start. The running speed starts slowly, but gets faster each minute after you hear this signal. Beep! A single lap should be completed each time you hear this sound. Ding! <laughs> Remember to run in a straight line and run as long as possible. She's gonna do the, whole thing. the second time you fail to complete a lap before the round, your test is over. The test will begin on the word start. On your mark, get ready. Start. My name is Sarah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm finally out of PE for 10 years. My name is Sarah. <laughs> And you can tell. <laughs> uh, my name is Jacob Pierce, and I listened to this album three times in the last three days, and I feel like I'm falling into history. <laughs> oh, it is history, dude. 2005. Right? Yeah, we got a time capsule here. Legitimately. It's, uh, it, it, it feels like something that I, I like... If you were a kid who was raised on TikToks, you just wouldn't understand it, you know? And I don't no, mean to, sec- like, to like push anybody away, but it's just the facts. Oh. Yeah, so we're talking about Brie Larson's uh, finally out of, e- uh, <laughs> almost said EP. <laughs> 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 finally out of PE, and we've got a super awesome guest with us today, uh, Jacob Pierce. Do you like to go by Jacob or Pierce better? Uh, that's, you're asking me the wrong question because I do not care. My, my uh, phone kept <laughs> auto-correcting it to Pierre in our yeah. message group. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You Pierce. also called him Peace. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so we've got Pierre with us today. <laughs> my fancy twin remotely. brother. Right, we're recording remotely because, of course, you're all the way in France. Oh, Pierre. yeah. We... Oui, um, oui. <laughs> it's a real treat to have. Uh, and I understand it's like three in the morning where you are, right? Oh, yeah. I'm looking outside my window and oh, the Eiffel Tower is there. And I think that's the dude with a baguette. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm Pierce seeing all actually, the sights. Pierce actually looks like like his head is a candle and his arms are two candles. <laughs> oh, yes. I have been stuck in this castle with a dude who's trying to be for so many years and I need help. Please help me. Do you me. mean Pierre. Yeah, that's his name, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. quick aside. Have either of you seen that? Are, 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 both of you are on TikTok, yeah? Yeah. Pierce, no. are you on TikTok? I am no? not on okay. TikTok. 
Well, there's a there is a video going around on TikTok that is a performance of like a 24 hour production of Beauty and the Beast. Oh wow! So this oh cast God. like auditioned, learned it's a musical, learned the songs, and like performed in a 24 hour span. And there's this video <laughs> going around of um, the Be Our Guest musical number, and the actor playing Lumiere uh, is just absolutely fucking it up just oh, no. fucking it all up. the lyrics are so wrong at one point he's like singing and he's like da 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 cabaret da 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 and it's like jeez louise I, I commend them because I could not put together a production like that in 24 hours but also like if you if you google like 24 hour beauty and the beast oh, we'll tweet it find we'll find it, it. We'll yeah tweet it out for you. it's it's amazing <laughs> it sounds like what like a nightmare i would have like a nightmare where uh, i was in a show and i didn't study i didn't learn my lines until the day of and now i have to go on and but, like you're in your underwear and am i i'm in my underwear <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so fans might also know Pierce as Alma Rue's live show guest number 12. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could probably hear him clapping, at least, maybe. You, did you clap at the show? I, I did clap. Uh, yeah, so you probably heard him clapping, yeah. And you might also know him from another fantastic podcast, uh, Guard the Bard. Guard the Bard, which uh, I'll repeat what, how Peter described it. Um, it is a actual play D&D podcast about... Three guards guarding a bard, and I play the bard, Victoria Quinn, uh, who is a professional wrestler. Um, in D&D terms, she's a fighter bard. Um, I think, I'm trying, the best way to describe it is listening to it is kind of like listening to, like to your friends playing D&D. You know, you get, I, I have been told by, and a lot of this is from people in our friend group, so I guess kind of take that with a grain of salt literal for me (laughs) 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 i was told that like it literally feels like that like like you have that feeling of like oh like i know these guys um and and you can hear our like i was about to say hear our friendship which i think sounds like a lot sweeter than what i meant (laughs) um it's probably yeah but you can hear it in like the bits we do because you know the the, i feel like any bit we do kind of has a like an aged wine feeling like you're like oh this comes from years of knowing each other you know like the kind of back and forth kind of yeah Mm -hmm. it's got Mm -hmm. layers you can really savor it as it it goes down yeah like a like a potato salad that's been in the fridge for a while (laughs) oh no it's It's melded quite beautifully (laughs) all the flavors have gotten to know each other and it's all just a little bit covered in mayonnaise so so we've had peter on but now we have the main, the star of the yeah. podcast. Star, wow. you're, the, you're the bard and guard the bard. I am the bard and that's, guard the bard. And I, pretty... I, I, probably the wrestling expert of guard the bard, I would imagine. Because um, I don't think any of them know diddly dick about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's got a pretty good Macho Man Randy Savage. He's got a pretty good ma- <laughs> I, I am always surprised. Peter, when he was on your episode, brought up uh, Miss Elizabeth. Like, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's valet slash wife for a little bit, okay. and I was like, "How did Peter know that?" Like, I just had like a eyes wide open, like, "Wow!" kind of impressed, kind of feeling. <laughs> Let's get in to the the dog. Oh man, 
Yes, and. Yes, and. This dog is huge. Let's hop inside its mouth. <laughs> the, the, the big red dog. Take oh, those no. on this album, Rebrew. <laughs> oh, no. Well, okay, so we've introduced the album. We're talking about Brie Larson. This came out in 2005, y'all. 2005. Um, yes. Have we introduced what we're drinking with it? No. I don't think so. <gasps> well, we simply must. Yes. Tell me when to open it. We are sipping on. I think all of us got Seagram's escapes. I've been escapes. I've been told it, the correct term for it is a wine cooler. I've never had one until just a moment ago. Yeah, as, well, we were as a person definitely living in France right now. Escapes <laughs> is the way to say it. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Um, we were like bouncing around what the hell to pair with this album because it, you know, came out in 2005. It's very like teen angst, but also very sweet, light pop. So we kind of came up with like, what's a fun thing that like a mom would be into? (laughs) Brie Larson's like 32 now. I don't think she's a mom. I couldn't find it on the internet. Is Brie Larson a mom? She is. N- not a mom. I should. Okay. <laughs> I should maybe. I should maybe not uh, throw out all the Brie Larson facts. I. I can. I feel like at a certain point you're going to be like, why does he know so much about Brie Larson? Oh, that'll be time. We got another forty minutes. Don't you worry. Oh yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we've settled on Seagram's escapes. Seagram's uh, escapes that- feel like something that you you said it's a mom drink, and I think that's very perfect. It's something that like if you're a teenager and it's you and your friends like at your house. You know, all you have, uh, you know, on your, on your, um, with you to drink would be whatever's in the fridge. And so you're like, okay, I'll drink it. Yeah. This is one where like your mom's at the cookout with her friend Yvette and (laughs) she's like, she's like two Seagram's escapes in and they're 3.2%, but your mom doesn't drink that much. So she's having a good time. And she's like, you want to try my Bahama mama? And you're like, okay, that tastes like Kool-Aid. Thanks. That's And then you're the most buzzed six-year-old at the party. <laughs> it's, it's something that if you had a Midwestern dad, he might call you a pussy for drinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I purposely picked the one called Bahama Mama because... I just, wanted, Bahama I, I just wanted to say that on the podcast. Oh, it's oh. delicious. Bahama Mama. I don't have a Bahama Mama. I have a Peach Bellini, but a Bahama Mama is delicious. Uh, and so we, is the Peach Delini, Bellini. Should we crack into it? I think oh, we should sh- crack into it. Cheers. These are these are a twist off, so you're not gonna get a very satisfying thing, but we're Maybe. gonna try and get some audio here. Okay, yeah. a little bit. Just a little I didn't think about that. It's way better than we have cans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us, Pierce, what made you pick this album among the okay. new I do wanna warn you, this may be a little trip to the bummer town. Are you guys ready for that? Yes. I have therapy okay. tomorrow. I can handle anything. <laughs> uh, so I, um, I like I said before, I am a big stan. I have a big crush on Brie Larson. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at Jacob Patrick Pierce on Instagram, you will see uh, anytime she posts a, store, uh, uh, a photo, I usually put that on my story. Um, but the crush standum only really – came recently like i had seen her um i was trying to think actually all throughout this not this week but the past couple days and i feel like the first thing i saw her in was either scott pilgrim or Mm -hmm. 21 jump street where she played the uh the 
the romantic lead of Jonah Hill. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the first time I saw something that I was like, oh, this is an actor is Room. Uh, Yeah. Which, uh, this is not the bummer part, but Room did make me cry throughout the entire movie and then cry on the way home. Uh, It just hit me very hard. But the bummer part is... When everything started, when uh, the pandemic started, I, like a lot of people, both with or without like depression and whatnot, was feeling very lonely. You know, I felt like I lived alone and like I didn't really get to see my family a lot. And like I had interactions with friends, but, you know, really the main interaction I was getting was at my retail job. And that's not much of a interaction with people because they're just Mm -hmm. yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. and so then I eventually found Brie Larson. Brie Larson does a lot of acoustic covers of songs on her Instagram. Like, oh. yeah, she's done a bunch of like Ariana Grande. She's done. I did not know this. Yeah. The, the one by Taylor Swift. And they're all like, re, like, yeah, yeah I, they are all very calming. And like a lot of times during the beginning of the pandemic, I would listen to them and they would make me feel like, like, oh, I'm not, like, completely alone. Uh, then in November, my dad died. And mm. I had, once again, you know, that is a kind of a feeling where you're like, crap, I, you know, wh- what am I even doing? I'm, I'm alone in this world kind of thing. And once again, I found myself listening to Brie Larson acoustic covers, like while I was doing other things and it really like centered me and made me feel like, like I said, maybe I'm not as alone as I, as I'm feeling right now. And so then eventually through that, I found this album and I, and like, just it, I'm also like a big fan of entertainment and media. And this thing is just like such a weird place in, entertainment media history so like i have been like kind of not obsessed with this album in particular but just like the idea of it for quite a while absolutely sure. i agree with you like i am obsessed with the atmosphere surrounding this album's creation like we were we were chatting about this a little bit before we hit record i think but like Again, 2005, this album comes out, and kind of the main thing, Brie Larson um, was a child actress. Like, she had a couple uh, roles here and there starting out. And let me double check. Do do either of you know off the top of your head, she, like, had sort of a breakout? I know she was in um, 13 Going on 30. She played one of the six chicks, and that's, like, one of my favorite movies from that era. She's in Sleepover. She was uh, in Sleepover, which was huge. She's like the one of the villains in Sleepover. Yeah, um, she's like the mean girl. Th- that's two movies where she plays a mean girl. You guys <laughs> might not know this one. Uh, it's pretty obscure, but she's uh, in Avengers Endgame. Um, <laughs> Never heard of it. Is that <laughs> like a Wes Anderson movie? Or? <laughs> I think it's Tarantino, only, I would pay actually. money to watch a Wes Anderson <laughs> Avengers Endgame. <laughs> she, she was in uh, a Disney Channel original movie. Mm. right on track or something like that oh or, okay. that kind of rings a bell in my like my childhood subconscious yeah i really i think that like she if you're looking at uh child stars who eventually went to or like who hit bed uh, at some shit. point yeah i remember this one <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like she didn't really hit a big until she was 
full adult Brie Larson. Right. Or I guess 20-year-old Brie Larson. I don't, I don't know. Whatever yeah, yeah, you consider yeah. an adult. And then in this sort of little 2005 ecosystem, uh, as, let's say, like an actor, entertainer product, quote-unquote, she's competing with, like, the Hillary Duffs and the Lindsay Lohans and uh, what have you at the time. Uh, so the only natural thing to do for this like young actress with an interest in music is like, let's put together a pop record. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's the same record label as Lindsay Lohan's uh, pop record. It makes so, so much sense. It, it was probably Republic it was just like, Records or something like that. Yeah. No, I forget. Casablanca. Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it it just seemed like a business avenue back then, right? You've got the Hannah Montanas, you've got yeah. the Lizzie McGuire's. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And I had no it idea was, this existed. So I was like, holy yeah, shit, hell yes. This must have like peaked right after our time. Pierce, are you older <laughs> than us? I am older than, I'm pretty sure I'm older than you guys. I'm 28. Okay. okay. I am probably on the cusp of people who would be familiar with this. I was born in 98. So when this, al- <laughs> when this album came out, I was like seven or eight years old. So still like uh aware enough to to consume this type of thing but i definitely like was not a brie larson stan (laughs) or anything at this point in time this was more so like a a retrospective discovery for me i was like oh my god i love brie larson whoa 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 whoa, what and and we'll talk about it more later my uh my ties to this I'm kind of surprised I did not know about it. Now, beyond though, like I said, I only uh, I only lear- learned about Brie Larson like during Scott Pilgrim and Twenty One Jump Street, which I think are like 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my high school, my junior high and high school years, I was kind of into three mu- types of music: uh, metal, uh, sad indie like rock, and then teenage pop. And I don't oh, know how yeah. that part that that part happened, but oh, that guy sneak in there. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's it's. I think it's one of those things that I was um, all throughout my life. I guess I've been very interested in like stuff that would be considered girly. I guess, and it's that's something I had to come to terms with eventually. But I think that's how that that type of stuff seeped in. You know, I was like, I it was reminded of so yesterday. By yes. Duff when I was listening mm. to this album. And that's one song that I absolutely just loved back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. The intro track actually on this album super, super, super reminded me of um, remember JoJo's uh, Leave parentheses Get Out? Oh, yes. Yeah. Leave, get out. Get out right now. Da, 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 da. It just, it, it's such a sound. Something about it is, is so nostalgic. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it. We're doing this one for the pop girlies, Zach. <laughs> yeah, this is right, it. Up, right up the Spice Girls alley. I'll also <laughs> say, we probably didn't hear about this album, because just if, if Wikipedia is to be believed, <laughs> it only sold like 4,000 copies in the United oh, States. Oh, no. It didn't, didn't, didn't do <laughs> and well. I had, I looked up the, the top selling album of 2005, was the Emancipation of Mimi by Mar- Mariah Carey, mm. and uh, that sold four four million. Uh, okay, so a little bit of a difference, just a little mm. bit, just a skosh. Yeah, just like a thousand times more. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, and I, I want to say this is this is not a, a dig at Brie Larson because let me look at how well my album. Oh, I didn't have one when you were so. Yeah, I'm just glad it didn't turn out like uh, Rebecca Black. Like my parents bought me bought me a, a record deal, but I have no talent. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: justice for Rebecca Black. She's hot now. Oh, good for her. She's hot mm. and she's queer and she's making like kind of hyper pop adjacent oh, music for the, we'll the for for the girls and the gays. Kind of like Carly Rae or a very like Charlie XCX. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But I know for sure Rebecca Black is coming back she did like a hyper pop a re-release of friday and it was like <laughs> nuts that probably probably is pretty good it was kind of it, it. in the meme quality of exactly, it right exactly <laughs> exactly like kind of taking ownership i i feel like and oh my god okay tie in i was going through brie larson's twitter today <laughs> just like seeing what <laughs> she was up to on the internet and um, I was about to say for rebecca black like she she's kind of taking ownership of her you know cringy teen shit and uh, Brie Larson seemed to do the same thing. Like, for whatever reason, Black Sheep from the movie Scott Pil- Pilgrim versus the World, like, got back onto the Billboard charts, I think. Recently? Because, yeah. yeah, pretty uh-huh. recently. I think because, like, the TikTok teams this year, were pushing right? it. Oh, yeah. TikTok will do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone tweeted a photo of her from the movie, and it said, like, the original pop girl, Brie Larson... And she quote tweeted it with just a link <laughs> to the music video for She Said off of this album. <laughs> and everyone in the replies was like, yes, stream finally out of PE, like pop queen. <laughs> it, was, it was very heartwarming to see. That's very good. I like that. She's also ripped as hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. She could throw any of us across a room. Oh, yes. She's back in PE. How tall is she? She. She's been doing uh, PE the last 10 years? She's been doing PE, well, <laughs> PT, personal training. Oh. So long, PE. Now it's time for a PE. Oh, shit. She's 5'7". She's as tall as I am. Damn. <laughs> Stan a tall queen, you know? I feel like this album comes out swinging and very much cements itself as like, this is going to be an album where a man well, I shouldn't say a man, where a teen boy gets his comeuppance. What is a comeuppance? I... I, 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 I <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, please? Uh, okay, I'll use What is the country of origin? <laughs> um, the robber thought he had gotten away with stealing from H&M, but when the detective arrived on the scene, he got his comeuppance. Mm, was the robber doing larcenry? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I may have to quit real quick. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest podcast. Okay, we've uh. defined comeuppance. I was I was listening to this and thinking, do you guys know the band Simple Plan? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Just of like course. super angsty. Yeah, uh, a little more punk than this. But I was like, this is just teenage girl version of that. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. When I was listening to this album, and I started with the first song, um, I'm I'm also, beyond being a podcaster on Guard the Bard, I'm also a screenwriter. Uh, and so while I was listening to it, I made up this, like, fanfic about the album in my head. Where, oh. And it started with this one, that there were the albums about two boys, right? And the, it begins, Life After You begins with the first boy that she like 
just broke up with. Mm-hmm. Right. And in my mind, I imagined him as like a, a skater boy. See, See you later, later boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like uh, when I imagined him, I imagined that Taylor Swift lyric, uh, listening to an indie album that's way cooler than mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that type of boy. And and it's somebody who like Brie was super into and made her feel very cool. And then he was too cool for school mm-hmm. um, and broke up with her. And again, there's nothing. I don't know how much facts I can base off of this story I'm creating in my head. Mm-hmm. But this is how I felt when I was listening to listening to this song. Yeah, there was a lot of like kind of cinematic teen angst. Like, this would be a really good soundtrack for a Disney Channel original movie. And a lot of these songs are like, you're sitting in the backseat of your mom's Hyundai Sonata, staring out the window as it drizzles lightly, and you can't stop thinking about Kyle, who you let (laughs) borrow your history notebook for notes, and he didn't even ask you to homecoming. No. He probably didn't even return the notes. As soon as you become an adult, your name's not Kyle anymore. <laughs> no. You found out that he actually shared your notes with his whole group of friends, and now they call you the notes jester. And you were like, what the fuck, Kyle? I wanted to give you a kiss. I thought I was doing you a favor. Yeah. But I that's think, just Kyle for you. I think you two need to work on the screenplay together. <laughs> you can do it. I think it was a co-op that. <laughs> Grab a grab a pack of sea grums and bank it out in a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. It's like it's like when you uh, like lock a bunch of monkeys at the typewriter, they'll eventually write Shakespeare, Titanic, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lock <laughs> Pierce and I with a couple <laughs> sea grums and we'll write a screenplay for <laughs> for Brie yeah. Larson's finally out of PE. Reminds me of the story about how when they when Dan Aykroyd was writing Ghostbusters, I think him. Harold Ramis and Bill Murray went to like a, a, a house on the beach and just got really goddamn high for an entire yeah. weekend and then wrote yeah. Ghostbusters. And I think this will be our Ghostbusters. I think this will be our Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to pee a lot. These are only 3.2%. And they're so sweet. Oh, yeah. Just down them. They're yeah. So, so to get any um, divine juices flowing, we'll really need to stock up. But uh, I've got the time. <laughs> It'll make us millions. We all got the time. You know? Absolutely. Certainly. Absolutely. Something I thought was really funny when I was reading about this album. There are so many. Like, I, I cannot express how, like, a disappointed in a boy Brie Larson is on this album. <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> she is so disappointed in a boy, like, for probably 80% of it. And one of the first sentences on Wikipedia talking about this album, <laughs> when she was 16, take this all with it, like, with like a 16 year old's lens, but she said, and I'm quoting, I think that I write about stuff that others don't write about. I don't have a bunch of love songs because I don't really have much boy experience. And so I'm like, <laughs> that makes me think, did like a Kyle, did one Kyle do her dirty? Oh, and no. now he has like... 11 tracks about <laughs> fuck you Kyle. Kyle <laughs> like, will do that, what? all right? I also like to imagine we'll get to it, but there's kind of a diss track about her gym teacher because she like really yes. had beef with her gym teacher. 
So I'm like, are some of these tracks also about her gym teacher? Did you see that uh, the the quote from that quote uh, where she said that finally out of PE, she wrote that because the a gym teacher did not like her. Right. Uh, I got. I don't know if you want to save this for when we get to finally out of PE, but a gym teacher didn't like her, and it was weird because she said she was a teacher's pet, <laughs> and so then she wrote this song. It's like the one teacher who she had a tough time with at 16 years <laughs> old. Poor girl. She's like, you're going down in history as a bastard. <laughs> and I'm going to rise above. PE teachers are usually the super chill ones. Like their whole job is to wear gym shorts and play dodgeball. Like <laughs> if you're a PE teacher and you're a dick, like something's wrong in your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, I say it always depends. You Most gym teachers should be super nice, but then you get that one who takes his, his or her job super seriously and you yeah. want to be like you're a PE teacher come on <laughs> yeah this is suburban wisconsin man chill your grill none of us are going like division one all state here exactly after PE <laughs> we're gonna go smoke weed in the back do you think you really give a shit about <laughs> in the rope? do you guys have anything to say about the next song or shoebox I... um, shoebox Oh, is, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just saying, I, I, there's something about Shoebox that I really like. It does I don't, a nice little, I don't know, you guys all had Shoebox, right, when you were kids? Like, I found it very relatable. You had a Shoebox? You guys didn't keep stuff in Shoebox? Like, you got, like, like little notes from your crush, you kept it in a Shoebox under your bed? Bold of you to assume that anyone had a crush on me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I People had crushes had, on me. <laughs> uh, I usually had a bunch of crushes. I didn't really have, I have a lot of crushes on me, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I don't think I had a shoe box, but I did have a, a little Rubbermaid container full of s- sheets of stickers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would visit my little Rubbermaid container full of stickers and I would stick stickers on things yeah. all over my room and the house and my things. I didn't have a shoe box, but I did have a container full of Wizard Magazine. There we go. The nerdiest goddamn thing in the world. There we go. I had a, a big collection of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, nice. not because I was into Yu-Gi-Oh, but because a, a boy that I was really tight with, <laughs> like we were besties, we lived in the same neighborhood. Um, he just like gave me a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I didn't ever play them, but you I just like to look at them. worth money now. Oh, shit. Yeah. <gasps> I'll have to ask oh, my mom. You, you can start a song about how you kept his Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me that in high school, I did read all the Twilight books because the girl I had a huge crush on was reading the Twilight books. So I was mm. like, let me do this. Maybe this can start a conversation. Yes. It didn't, but, oh. you know. <laughs> it didn't, but, you know. I know about vampires. <laughs> Same girl. I uh, actually, we were. it was like lunchtime, and I wrote on a note a lyric from a Blink-182 song. And at the top of the note, put, do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> what was the lyric and from the Blink-182 song? It was from going away to college. Let me look up going away. I really want to know which one it was. <laughs> yeah. 
I haven't been this scared in a long time, oh, and I'm so unprepared. So here's your Valentine. Bouquet of clumsy words, a simple melody. This world's an ugly place, but you're so beautiful to me. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> it didn't work. I'm just imagining but... little Pierce. Oh, little just little, little Pierce in the lunchroom. Oh, that is precious. What a good truly. line. Best, best Blink-182 line for, for what you're doing there. <laughs> in, in Prime defense, choice. She definitely had a boyfriend at the time. Uh, so that's why it didn't not, work. not after that uh-huh. note. <laughs> <laughs> she put that in her shoebox. <laughs> All right, so this next track is the one that made me think of Simple Plan while we're talking about Blink-182. Uh, well, this next track has lore. Pierce, do you want to take it? Um, I don't know if this is the same lore, but this song was written by Avril Lavigne. This oh. is the lore. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I yes, yes, yes. my research. Do you tell? Well, I saw this when we were looking just at the Wikipedia page. I saw Avril was credited as a writer, and I was looking at the all music credits, and she didn't appear anywhere on the album, so I was like, what the hell? Turns out... Uh, this was originally going to be an Avril Lavigne song. She like oh. wrote and recorded it, and then it was later released or like maybe leaked as one of the B sides off of an album of hers. And it was this really beautiful like acoustic oh. Avril recording of the song. Can you find that recording of her take on it? I have it in my bookmarks. I wish Brie Larson did it like that. <laughs> <laughs> or just like sl- slow and acoustic. I mean, Brie Larson sang it beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that's it. Yeah. I think that that song works a lot better as an acoustic song. I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and because that's what I, I just thought here. I was like, man, I don't want to say it's better than Brie Larson because I would, you know, break my contract with my standum. Right. But, um, yeah, support that's in the fine print. It, Exactly. Then, because if, if I break that, then Brie ha- Larson haunts me for the rest of my life. Which you know, I I might want that, but uh, I, I yeah, I think it's a lot better as a acoustic song. Yeah, totally. I think to contrast it, I'm going to play a little bit of "Falling into History." I already have it at the 46 second mark because oh. Zach asked me to when he was thinking about a different song. So I'm just going to play a little bit of it um, for contrast. trying to think like what 2005 ass band would that be on the radio it's hard because now all i can think of is avril lavigne right that's what my answer wants to be (laughs) Um, though i will say just listening to that little bit again i think it's just a good goddamn song true i I, like i I definitely like the acoustic a little better but avril also apparently wrote uh breakaway by really? Yeah. <gasps> I spread my wings 
Oh, what a good song. Shit. Dang, Avril yeah. Lavigne. God, what That's a hero. Kid. Talented lady. Literally. Yes. It's a shame she had to be replaced with a clone. As, yeah, as it happens to the best of us. I don't believe in very many conspiracy theories, but can I tell you guys this one? Yes, please. Um, uh, you believe in a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories, <Yeah>. <laughs> So there's I feel a, like that's something Zach says every time a conspiracy theory comes up. He's like, I don't believe in a lot, but I believe in this. One. Small tangent before we get back onto the the simple plan song I wanted to talk about earlier. Um, there's like the conspiracy theories that like Elvis d- didn't really die, right? Uh, or like that'll happen with other celebrities. Yeah, and I'm like, I bet if you've got enough money, there's like a service out there that'll fake your death. And, like, fly you out to some private island the rest of your life. And then you just make a bunch of money because when famous people die like that, their record sales go way up. You just, like, pull a Tupac? So if you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another example. So it's like, if you're just tired of people and you just want to enjoy your money the rest of life, like, just give... You just hire this agency and then I bet it happens. I bet it's happened once. But what happens if you need to order Domino's? Do you use an alias? I bet they, like, take care of you, like, Secret Service style. Like, get you a fake name. <laughs> The Secret Service guy will order me Domino's. The island is sponsored by Domino's. They fly you out to Hawaii where you're an Elvis impersonator. People are like, dude, you're so good at this Elvis impersonator. (laughs) And they never suspect it. (laughs) (laughs) Too close to the nose. (laughs) I think, Zach, what you got on your hands is a script idea as well. That sounds really fun. It's like a guy that works for the agency, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Just cast Charlie Day as <laughs> that one part in Sunny where he's looking at the the, the cork board for Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, <laughs> and there you go. I think you got something special. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, that's just an impersonator. It's really good. It's a really good Michael Jackson impersonator. Wow. Think of it. It's too close to home. All right, we play 46 seconds of done with like. Yes, I can do that. All the small oh, things. things. All right, keep that in your brain. Yeah. Keep that in your noggin. And here it goes. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Same energy, right? Yeah, Zach, do you remember Same when energy. we talked about that, um, that like Target CD that yes. had a bunch of rock songs? This song, I'm Just a Kid by Simple Plan, was on that CD. And I bet it was, that was, yeah, it was a great It tune. was a highlight. It was one of my faves. Mini, mini game here. Can you guys guess what movie I'm Just a Kid was made for? Oh. Spy Kids 30. No. Um, Stuart Little. Oh, I was just about to say that. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not Stuart Little. I, I'm wondering if you guys will know this movie, The New Guy. No. Oh, I can see his Starring. face. It's the guy with the weird yeah, face, right? I don't know if DJ Qualls will appreciate you saying he has a weird face, but oh, it is Google DJ this. Qualls. He was in Road Trip, and he was in... He's in oh, is like, that what they in it? She, oh yeah, she is in it. Yep. yep. Oh, this boy looks oh. like the report of the week. Y'all know Review Bra, the report of the week on YouTube. Mm-mm. Is this a is this a Zoomer reference? He kind of looks like Lord. 
Um, similar bug-eyed, oh. kind of spindly fellow. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I looked him up and I know this guy. Isn't there like a famous thing of hit me eating a burger or something? Well, that's kind of his whole thing is he'll, he'll very earnestly review like the Doritos Locos taco and be like, I don't know if this Taco Bell was up to standard today. Ooh. And he'll do it in like a suit and tie. It's a real classy <laughs> fella. That sounds New guy comical. also has, uh, is he a country singer, Lyle Lovett? Oh, I don't know. I don't know any. Whoa! Oh, Zoe Deschanel is here. I don't think I know any of these people. Come <laughs> <laughs> out. Came out in uh, two thousand two. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I think it is whoa, really. Whoa! Um, that's a raunchy poster. Oh yeah, it's a movie that you only know if you grew up as a uh, a. Watching a bunch of like American Pie ripoffs. Okay, yeah, which that, I did very similar. Vibe. I'm going to watch this later. Put this on my list. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when you bring me on a podcast. Is I will reference 2002 movies that nobody's ever fucking heard of. Perfect. <laughs> and then we just we get down a, a spiral of, of bullshit. Pretty much <laughs> um, done with done with. Like by the way, is the first song on the album that Brie Larson wrote. She oh. wrote more than half of the well. She's credited as one of the writers. I guess I should say that. But uh, she, I think she wrote more than half of the album. Nice. I didn't do that. the math fully, but. Especially as a youngster. That's like know, at 16. work. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, some, some of the rhymes are like a little on the nose, right? Throughout, Absolutely. But also like being 16, that's a very good first work. Like I yeah. wish she would have oh, kept yeah. going. And in 2005 like, too, I feel like we weren't expecting Shakespeare from our prop music. No. We were no. like, Depends on how many monkeys you got typing, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> a loser in me is the Krusty Girl anthem. Krusty Girl. Oh, yeah. A loser yeah, in me. The... I, <laughs> I like, earnestly hope, looking at some of these lyrics, that, like, someone was doing, like, a mental health check-in on 16-year-old <laughs> Brie Larson. Because this song <laughs> just sounds like me in a depressive episode. Like, she's like, I'm going to drag a comb through my hair. I don't care that my clothes match. I'm going to order takeout and throw the garbage on the floor. (laughs) And I wish I was someone else, but I'm not. Let me just spiral for a little bit. And I'm like, sounds. (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) Sounds like me today. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me this year. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but it's very relatable. I mean, most of the stuff is very relatable to teenagers. But, like, this one especially is, like. Because I'm tired of myself. I want to be somebody else. Yeah. Lock the oh, yeah. door. This, this, uh, this part, I feel like... Uh, I Okay, I don't remember where I was at in my my bullshit story of uh, this album. Mm. But oh, um, Yes, please continue. I, I don't know if... I'm trying to remember where I decided the new boy comes in. Because, yeah. like, after Life After You, you have a lot of, like, introspective, like shoeboxes when she's you know whatever and life after you are she's like oh fuck kyle yeah kyle can suck it um but then you get the shoebox and she's like oh maybe i'm the maybe i'm the asshole um not i'm the asshole but like just missing him like maybe kyle was okay i miss him exactly not remembering Mm. that kyle uh cheated on her at least five times exactly and each time blamed it on her oh no Um, kyle's a douche yeah, um, but sucks. I, yeah. 
think Loser and Me is probably the song right before she meets the the new boy. Yeah. You know, she's like, it's at literally the end of the depression. And maybe you have a sequence where her girlfriends are like, hey, we got to get you out of this. And you have a montage of them trying on clothes or something, you know, like. Uh, she goes into a closet, comes out with one set of clothes and two thumbs up, comes out with a different set, two thumbs down kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh, She hasn't met boy two yet. Right, right. This is, this is still a a period of self-reflection. Exactly. And exhaustion. Shopping with a group of friends is tiring. So she's finished her shopping spree. She gets home, locks the doors. She's all alone. She's got some beef lo mein on the way. Got her sweatpants on. And she's Hopefully just, she doesn't throw that on the floor. Oh, oh she might. So, so she might. But it's okay. She she had her fun, and now she doesn't want any company because she's got her guitar and her TV. Hell yeah. <laughs> Potty break. Potty break. Potty break time. Yeah, I gotta go over the bed. <laughs> do we have any? Do we have any final thoughts about uh, Pierce? Do you have any final thoughts about this song before Zach and I both go piss? I don't think so. I don't think this was the one where I was gonna make a joke about the Wire, the TV show. This isn't the one. Where- <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. There's now. a joke on the horizon after after the break. <laughs> after the Whatever break. song she's like, oh, uh, you can't go on a wire. Or on your own, or so- I'll look that up. See what oh, the song oh. that was. We're gonna go pee. Zach, do you want to be on top this time? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. See you uh, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, we're coming back with the t- titular track here. Titular. Oh yeah. We got Finally, beef out of with pee. our gym teacher. If this was the movie I was, you know, creating in my mind, yeah. And maybe this is influenced by watching Sleepover as research for the podcast. Yes. Um, I think the gym teacher is played by Steve Carell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and he takes it a little too teacher. seriously. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe it's a reprisal of his character from Sleepover, of the the security guard who takes his job too seriously. And it's a whole cinematic universe. He, like, got fired from that job. Or, like, the, the neighborhood made him stop because he, for whatever reason, was, like, knocking on the door of teenagers having a sleepover. And it's like, that's not the thing that you need to keep an eye out for. We're, like, looking for someone who's stealing everyone's packages. He's like, I don't know. They were playing loud music. And they were like, Steve, get out of here. Now he has to administer the pacer test. He's, like, also the the woman's tennis or coach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really bad short shorts oh yeah can i can i tell you guys briefly about the best gym class i ever took yeah do it yes please okay so at my high school um over the course of your your tenure your four years at the school you did not have to take gym every single year you only had to have three semesters of gym completed by the time you graduated. Oh, lucky dog. I know. So okay. some people would like stack it up. Some people would space it out. I, I like did one each year. But your final year, which for most people was either their junior or senior year of high school, you got to pick what kind of gym experience you were going to have for the semester. So there were four options. The first was like a... A team sports kind of class, very kind of traditional gym. You would go in and play soccer and volleyball and football and fucking whatever. 
the second one was like an everyday sort of lifestyle. Like you're walking and running and maybe like, I don't know, swimming or something like that. The third one was weight training. <laughs> that one was like you go into the gym and you get buff. And right. the fourth one, the one that I took, my favorite gym class of all time, was called Current Fitness Trends. Oh, no. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what were and it they? was the class that every bitch, every girl who hated gym class took. Because in it, you would do like Zumba and yoga. <laughs> we like <laughs> frequently in this gym class. You remember the video game Just Dance for the Wii? Oh, oh nice. Yes. We would find videos of that on YouTube and just like project that, and we would all do just dance together, and that was our gym class. <laughs> and it was incredible. It was the best. Um, and it was the same like gym teacher that taught the regular. I mean, we had a couple, but it was just like this guy, uh, and he was such a chiller about it. You would think with this like class of girls doing Zumba, he might be like kind of condescending or like, Bleh. but like. He was into it. He was like, all right, y'all, let's fucking do Zumba. Yeah, like, let's had, get into he it. He the right attitude for a gym teacher. Like, oh, my job yeah. is to wear, <laughs> wear gym shorts and play dodgeball. It was the best. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, we still had to do, like, standardized, you know, gym testing and shit. So he would be like, all right, guys, I hate to tell you this, but next week we got to do pull-ups. I oh, know. No. I know. We'll get back into <laughs> Zumba. Don't worry. <laughs> And so we would do that. But the rest of it was chill as hell. I barely broke a sweat. It was incredible. Do you guys ever have to take tests for uh, PE? Like a written test? Like a written test, yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. Did you? I had to my first year. Uh, My next three years, I was in the, the weightlifting class because I was for some reason in football. Um, <laughs> I, uh, high school. I the you were that's valid because I probably shouldn't have. I was probably I was okay, but I'm definitely like I f- sometimes I feel like Zac Efron's character in High School Musical because <laughs> I'm like, why was I doing football when I obviously want to do drama? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like why am i doing basketball obviously my head's in the drop. game but my heart's in the song <laughs> <laughs> but when i was in the first year we had to take certain quizzes that were like rules of the games we were playing and i was just like Jesus. yeah it's like why would i ever need to know what the fucking rules of bad batman you know like i don't need this we used to have to take like quizzes on like w- like it would be like multiple choice to so be like when do you breathe on the on this workout oh, and, and it'd be fuck? like <laughs> yeah because whenever you're weightlifting you want to like exhale on the push movement right okay um so then they would like quiz us on all this stuff all the form oh my god and you had to write that's it absolutely down. yeah you do not there's Dude. no why would I ever I, need to know that I mean I remember it all still <laughs> and I'm sure Pierce you remember all the rules of badminton. I right? Did. Yeah, yeah. You hit <laughs> something with a stick, and that is for sure. And I'll give you all yeah. the lessons if you pay twenty five ninety nine uh, through Twitter. I think Plus that's how you pay for things. Can I say, looking at this song, uh, Zach and I, of course, are, are using Genius.com to look at lyrics, right? Yes. I think that sometimes the unreviewed Genius.com notations are 
very silly. And on this oh, song, finally out of PE, someone has annotated the first line saying it's the lyric is literally just I'm late again. Right. And based on context clues, you'd be like, she's late to gym class. And someone goes in and mansplains it like no one I've ever seen before. I'm going to read this verbatim. This is in reference to the fact that Brie did not show up to her gym period at the predetermined time. She was therefore considered late, and her grade may suffer by consequence. By using the word again, Brie is conveying this was not the first time such an error had occurred. A human took time out of their day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, explain, to explain three words. I'm late again. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory, guy. Look at their fleeting existence in this thing we call life and said, I need to spend some of my time explaining the sentence, I'm late again. I, just, I don't get it. There is only one other genius annotation on this song. Um, and it is in the second verse where Bree says, I'm never going to win a medal, but maybe a Grammy. And someone <laughs> has annotated with a picture of her holding the Oscar that mm, she won and just says, wrong award, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. well, that guy wow. did a good thing on the internet. He made a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do look at the lyrics of this song and I'm like yep a 16 year old wrote this because of the I play guitar but in your class that won't get me far like yeah Brie, playing guitar in PE is not gonna do anything I don't know what you thought PE was but if you bring sodium hydrochloride to your English class it's not very appropriate you have exactly. to learn grammar in that room yeah you're gonna get a C if you bring <laughs> sodium hydrochloride. Hey man, C's get degrees. Yeah. I like that she settles in this song. Oh yeah. She's like <laughs> she's like, I just wanna move on, man. I hate setups. <laughs> Which uh, to the, the quote earlier, um, she so it says finally out of PE my PE teacher didn't like me at all which was hard to deal with because I was usually such a teacher's pet so when I found out I got my record deal I was like yes I'm finally out of PE (laughs) that's like the only reason she wanted a record deal (laughs) (laughs) oh young naive Brie Larson (laughs) hell yeah I don't have to do the pacer test it's such a funny song. Uh, it makes me chuckle because in in the slew of like between boy one and boy two and and the the teenage melodrama that comes with that, there's just a big middle finger to her gym teacher. She's oh, like yeah, specifically yeah. fuck you. In the actual story of the uh, of the uh, the album, it makes like kind of no sense because, like you said, yeah, it's the song is a slew of uh, breakup songs and. Uh, I'm okay with breakup songs and stuff like that. And then, yeah, just you have one song that's like, fuck you, Mr. Johnson, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then she named the whole LP after it. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks like that's not even one of the, 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 at least on Wikipedia, it says two singles from the album and neither of them are finally out of PE. Yeah. Yeah. But in uh, my story of the album, 
at the end of Finally Out of P.E., after you get a lot of funny bits from Steve Carell, is when she does meet Boy 2, which is, you know, kind of kind of weird, kind of a Zac Efron-y uh, jock, you know, the cool, mm. the cool kid, kind of the opposite of Kyle, you know. Uh-huh. But he's nice but, to the kids who aren't very cool. Right. He, well, yeah. he's he's. I feel like I imagine him as somebody who is definitely going through a lot of inner turmoil in school because he's nice to all the the nerd kids, but that's mainly because he doesn't really. Not to add my own bullshit into this, but <laughs> he doesn't really feel like he fits in with the jocks. But he is a jock, so yeah, he's going through his own thing, you know. And him and Bree meet up at PE, and she's like, "Oh, I'm bad at PE." And he's like, let me show you how to climb this rope or do a sit-up or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if she had dance PE? He's like, let me show you how to crank that soldier boy. <laughs> it's 2005. <laughs> I, to, you bring up soldier boy, not to get off track. But I did have a guy in high school who legitimately every fucking dance we had, where they would play the soldier boy song. And he... Oh, he dance to it every time and it was like dude i get it you know how to do the dance i don't care he just really like the dance he, he was just like saying that it was, <laughs> it was his moment to shine yeah. like, it was, it was, yes it was, it was like, okay i said said from the the fucking sitting in the chair on the side like hey stop that <laughs> i'm not fucking dancing at all what's the movie where the kids can't dance but loose <laughs> <laughs> so 2005 stop doing it stop critiquing that soldier boy right now <laughs> now watch me you <laughs> that's what should have been in the footloose remake get miles yeah. teller out of there yeah. get soldier boy <laughs> <laughs> you will not crank that soldier boy in my house <laughs> Fucking get! I think Blake Shelton did the cover of the Footloose song. Get, get people's most attractive man of two thousand whatever. Get him out of there and put in Soldier Boy. I know for sure in that movie there's like a scene of everyone like line dancing in a barn together. Oh, Just swap yeah. that out. Just, you yeah. Soldier Boy, tell him. Okay, next couple songs. <laughs> I, she shall remain nameless, I think. Yeah. It fits into my narrative of I, I, I imagine that the the Jack boy probably maybe isn't going out with a cool girl, but there's a cool girl who like thinks he should be going out with her. So maybe her and Bree have some beef that later they realize that they're both people and that they shouldn't be having this beef. But that's not in this song, so I can't really talk about that part. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. I, ha- I did have a brief note for this song, um, and perhaps it's it's me having maybe beef with Brie Larson. Oh, damn! Or at least Brie Larson from two thousand five. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but there is a line in this in the song uh, "She Shall Remain Nameless," where she says, "Personality's all that matters, not the piercing on your face." And as someone with a nose piercing. <laughs> Uh, who considers that an integral part of my personality? I would like to flip the bird real quick. Um, and also, real quick, reach out to my fellow people with facial piercings and say, hey, the piercing on your face does matter. It is your personality. It can be. 
<laughs> if you've got like a lip ring in 2021, it is your personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Zach calling out all her lip ring people. <laughs> there goes that section kidding. of the audience. I'm sure, I'm sure it looks fine on you. Zach, we just lost the demographic. <laughs> oh, 33% of our audience is <laughs> the curious individual. We need every person we can get, buddy. <laughs> I had something to say about about she said. She said that I said that I got something to say. She got something to say about she said. Roscoe just stood up. When I said oh, that. sweet boy. Oh, big stretch. I have to say big stretch. Otherwise, I'm a sociopath. Of course. Yeah. Um, I big, mostly, big stretch. Sorry. <laughs> I mostly was thinking about this uh, song or a portion of this song because it reminded me of. God, I'm going to bring up TikTok again. Zach, did you see the TikTok uh, about Soup Girls? No, I did not. I don't know who Soup Girl is. I'm not that into TikTok right now. I know. Is that the girl that says good soup? That's a different one. And it's that's a different soup-related TikTok. Different soup-related TikTok. Don't How many soup-related things are there on TikTok? Quite a few. Okay. Uh, there's a lyric in the song where Brie Larson says, You can say what you want. You can tell me I'm wrong. La-di-da, la di <laughs> it reminded me of a tiktok where it's like two girls in a diner and they're having soup together and i'm gonna play it over the mic so pierce can hear it gorgeous gorgeous girls love soup soup girls are the most popular girls in the chicken coop i love you you love me we love soup love soup queen um, that's what that made me think of. <laughs> I love you. You love me. We love soup. La dee dee da. It's just like I don't know. It, it, I I don't know about the songwriting process, but ending a line with la dee da la dee dee kind of reads to me as like I don't fucking know how to finish that line. La dee da la dee dee. Of all like the non-word vocals you could pick, <laughs> it's a little flouncy. La-dee. Yeah, great word for it. It's a little. <laughs> did uh did you watch the video for this song oh no i, I, I watched not. a little bit yes yes it, it's like if i if i'm remembering right because it's been a minute since i watched it uh it's the one where she's like working at a restaurant and like i think she's trying to get out of there right mm-hmm. that's all i can remember of it. <laughs> yes. there were, it's just it's this songs interesting to me and that it came out a full year not a full year but pretty close to a full year before the album came out hmm. oh yeah this was like the leading like single this was kind of her like pop debut in yeah. a sense. crazy um this is also the song with the lyric about walking the wire yes so uh not i guess i maybe i built it up too much by saying a joke saying it was a joke but our, 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 our definition of joke is very loose. Yeah. On this Every time I heard it, um, it made me think she was saying, but you can't watch the wire for anybody else. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, you're right, Brie. Just because everybody says that's one of the best movie or shows of all time. You got to just find it on your own. You know, you yeah. it on. <laughs> she gets it. She does quality cinema. <laughs> Brie was ahead of the golden era of TV. You know, she, yeah. she knows all the best HBO shows. She's like Sopranos. <laughs> do it. 
<laughs> Sex in the City. Ah, you know, ah, good for yeah, good for its time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what you got to say about Invisible Girl? Yeah, tell us. It just fits into the the narrative. I was thinking of uh, you first. You had you know she shall remain nameless, and she's beefing with a girl. You get to Invisible Girl, and I think the weight of you know, Jack Boy, um, which is his his Christian name, Jack Boy. Right. Um, the weight of him being so popular and like having to deal with that as his girlfriend, as you know, as like the his second in command. I don't know if that's the phrase I was looking for, but I said it. Um, <laughs> I think that's really weighing on her right now, and she's feeling invisible in comparison to Hot Boy Jack Boy. No, totally. Like, he is such a star. He's, like, the best lacrosse player in the whole school. And she's trying to be supportive and go to his lacrosse practice. Um, And she's sitting on the bench, right, watching him, cheering him on. Go, Jack boy, go. I love you. Oops, didn't mean to say that. Uh, And he's just having a ragtag old time with his buddies. And he doesn't notice her say anything to him because he's just so caught up in the moment. Oh yeah, she's, she's the like invisible girl. Go number sixty nine. I love you, Jock boy. <laughs> <laughs> she like made a poster that's like go sixty nine. <laughs> I've got a lyric here I like a lot because it's uh it's like a fortune. Oh, it's like I'm no J Lo, I'm no Miss Spears, I'm just a girl who disappears, which she did from popular music after this release. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's not true. She did Spock. Scott Pilgrim. But Scott nice. Pilgrim wasn't until like, um, let me see. Hold on. Scott Pilgrim first. first. 2010. That's five yeah. years later. Five years later. Yeah. Oh. She certainly was not JLo or Miss Spears. Mm-hmm. I, I love the self awareness. But hey, you know, J-Lo or Miss Spears don't have an Academy Award, so. There you go. I just saw that she rhymed rain with Spain. Oh, it's so 16. The rain falls mainly on the plane in Spain. (laughs) Go to the beach and run through the rain. Stretch beyond your reach. Take a flight to Spain. (laughs) (laughs) It's so like, did you watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. You know when they do a yeah. hoedown yeah. and you're like the third and fourth person and you're like, fucking, I don't know, take a flight to Spain. <laughs> like, it rhymes and that's all that matters in the moment. It's a great show. <laughs> they hated the hoedown. Yeah, absolutely. I would too. This sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole show's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and Drew Carey got such a sick, twisted satisfaction. Like, dance, my little clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Drew play the music sociopath we have Laura Hall on the keys and she's gonna play another hoedown you motherfuckers <laughs> dance Ryan Stiles you tall son of a bitch get out there and do a hoedown <laughs> Colin Mockery you bald fuck <laughs> sweat <laughs> feel the pressure <laughs> and I make it the shittiest song oh yeah 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 and Wayne Brady's like, guys, I got this. Dude, he does. <laughs> if I could pick you... one person's abilities, it would be Wayne Brady's singing mm. abilities on mm-hmm. that show. Oh, yeah. Drew Carey's about to say something to Wayne Brady, and Wayne Brady's like, no, no, no. Not me. Come at <laughs> the king, you best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
If there was like a, like a, a magical ring that gave you one talent in the world that you wished upon it, I'd be like, Can I have Wayne Brady's musical ability in the show? Whose line is it anyways? I love I love the idea that you get this one ring. Right? And it gives you anybody's ability. Any and talent yeah, in the world. Yeah, whatever. You pick Wayne Brady, that's fine. But you don't even pick the one thing that Wayne Brady is really known at, which is comedy and acting. You're like, do you remember the times he sometimes sings on? But they're so good. Go back and watch them. Everyone kills. And he's sung beautifully. And there's a joke in everyone. I don't disagree with you. I just, I'm looking at your, your, what you're doing, Zach. You know, and I don't know. I don't want any of the improv skills. I don't want any of the physical comedy. I don't want any of the impression ability. I just want to sing like Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want his vocal quality. Did you and also the ability want to make up jokes on the spot like that? <laughs> Did you also want a ring that made you sing like Jeremy Renner? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I keep that ring in the drawer. <laughs> 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 we're gonna watch who's line after this episode I, watched That's what I, I think it's streaming on hbo go or yeah, hbo max oh, sorry it's so hot <laughs> all right all right all right we gotta, we gotta keep so trucking guys we got go goodbye this one just made me think of you know that trope where someone has like an animal sidekick in a movie and for whatever reason at the end of the movie they have to let the animal go for it's you know for Old the greater Geller. good and so they're like, oh, yeah. get out of here. Go on, get. Go. And the animal looks back and they're like, what the hell, man? We just had so many adventures. It's like, go. Get out. No one needs you here. That's what it made me think of. Favorite version of that is in Harry and the Hendersons when John Lithgow is telling Bigfoot to get out. He's yes. like, get out of here. Nobody wants you here, Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> A sentient bear man. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that they uh, that they did Harry and the Hendersons in Thirty Rock? No, they no. literally pulled like that exact scene. How, how familiar are either of you with Thirty Rock? Not very. Not very. Uh, I'm decently. I'm decently uh, familiar with it. I haven't watched it all the way through in a while, but okay. I do love the show. Okay, then I'll 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 describe this for the listeners at home as well. So uh, the there's this like executive. His name is Jack. He's a very like silver fox business dude. And uh, the character that this scene happens with is named Frank. He's like a, a real shit show of a comedy writer. And in this episode, uh, Frank, uh, I believe his father either has died or left him. And so Jack adopts him as a father figure. And then over the course of the episode, through some shenanigans, realizes that this was not a good move. <laughs> so he like does the exact same thing. He like tells Frank, like, get out of here. Go. No one wants you. <laughs> and Frank turns back and looks and like makes a big foot noise. <laughs> He's like, <"Whoa." laughs> In reference to Harry. That's the perfect person to do it to, too. I love fucking Frank. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably wearing a hat that says, like, piss knees or something. (laughs) Oh, no. The only song that I have a a bit for, I mean, song song number 12, Ugly, is just, like, sad. 
It's probably my favorite vocal yes. performance. Whoa! Okay, get yeah. into it. Get into say, it. Hold on, real quick. Go goodbye works because this is where she's like, I can't be in your life, Jack boy. We're on two <gasps> diverging paths. Um, yes. This is not. I don't hate you or anything. It's one of those relationships. This is not a a Kyle relationship. She's like, we have to get. We have to. We're just not made for each other. So let's depart. Which I Go. feel like goes into ugly because after that she's still feeling like. Um, you know, self-conscious about that. Yeah, she's yeah. sad. She's so sad. Oh, yeah. Jack she's Boy like, is, I'm worthless. Jack Boy's a golden retriever boy with ADHD. Like, <laughs> get out of here. And he like, bring, brings her a ball. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, just, just referencing that 30 Rock thing, now I'm imagining like Zac Efron making Bigfoot noises. <laughs> <when she's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's just Jack Boy. And he's like... Or yeah, Ugly's my favorite vocal performance. I feel like she takes some risks there, and like she's a little slower. There's a little R and B influence in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just nice. It's a nice change of pace right before the end of the album. It is a nice change of pace. Yeah, okay, let's play it. Yes. a really good octave for her voice like like, yeah. like she's singing a little higher and it sits real nice it Absolutely. might be the best written song on that well yeah it's pretty close to the best written song in my opinion on the album it's it's up there with falling into history i think yeah because brie helped write the song but it has her um r- like it, it has her real name because brie larson uh, yeah. is not her uh-huh. real name it's okay. uh brianna Disselaners? I don't know if that's how you say that. That's not a very good famous person name. It's <laughs> I, pro- I probably butchered it. I'm not going to lie. Disselaners, yes. Because I think it's Swedish, maybe. Oh, yeah. I read- Another little Larson tidbit from your from Brie Larson fan 354. <laughs> <laughs> At gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think I'm probably as big of a Brie Larson fan as like some of those teens who just have Instagrams completely dedicated to the celebrity they love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done that yet. So get on it. Get on their I level, peers. Yeah, keywords the- yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hope has a wings. It's a very happy ending to this kind of Back and forth, sad about a boy, mad about your PE teacher type of album. Yeah, where does oh, this It's kind of weird that it? she doesn't name the album Hope Has Wings. Mm. Like, I don't know if I like the song a lot, but it feels like it makes more sense to the theme of the album than finally out of PE. Yeah. Yeah. I, if that was- <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I think I feel like finally out of PE... In comparison to have hopes, hope has wings. Finally, out of PE, kind of feels like a song. Like uh, obviously, she wrote it, so it's a song that means something to her. But it kind of feels like the song you just put on the album to um, relate to kids, I guess. Yeah. To be like, she yeah, I'm a just kid. a normal kid who hates <laughs> PE. You know? Yeah. Again, yeah, not yeah, to, yeah. not to make 
not to make fun of Brie Larson, once again, I'm looking at my album and there's no hits on it because it doesn't exist. So You're making fun of 16-year-old Brie Larson, which I feel like is much more acceptable. Precisely. Yeah. And I love making fun of teens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just imagining you outside of a high school being like, hey, you fucking dweeb. <laughs> Where'd you get those shoes? Your mom bought them? <laughs> yeah, I bet. Just take a human being in like their most vulnerable state of existence from like birth till death, and you're just like, hey, you with the face. <laughs> hey, nice backpack. You like purple? <laughs> Did you get that from the kids section? <laughs> <laughs> Buy that with Cole's cash. <laughs> you didn't want the Hello Kitty one, huh? <laughs> We're going brandless this year. Hmm? <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> and you know it would destroy him, which is the funny part. I know. <laughs> okay, so something I was thrilled to see, and I am almost like 97% positive uh, this this might be outside of both of your you know realms of reference, uh, but the song Hope Has Wings was in the 2005 animated movie Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. I read that, but I had no idea what it was. <laughs> Are either of you familiar with the animated Barbie movies of the early 2000s? There's 30. 39 of them. Holy, Holy shit. Crap. Close that Wikipedia page right now. Oh, sorry, sorry. Both of you. Oh, okay, I'm looking it up too. Is this a tangent? Is this a game? This is a game. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> So the Barbie film series was iconic, simply iconic. I know that at least like three of the people listening to this episode are going to be like, fuck yes, holy shit. It all started in 2001 when they released Barbie in the Nutcracker. And these are all like kind of animated movies. Yeah. Yeah. They were released, I think, on VHS. I think we had a VHS of some of these and DVDs of other ones. Um, But they're just movies where like Barbie as a character plays different characters in retellings of old stories or like new kind of fantasy stories. And for a lot of them, the plot can kind of be boiled down to like Barbie plays a character and either with a love interest or uh, animal sidekick or otherwise has to like complete a magical task to make things good again. That's the plot of like 97% of them. Is an ice princess who has to walk around with a silly snowman. Exactly. Like Frozen. <laughs> um, so I saw Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus as a kid, like, oh, no. many That's times. so funny. Do you remember the track? No. Oh, okay. Here's the thing, is, like, we absolutely owned it on DVD. And Dang. as a kid, I loved, like, the special features menus of DVDs. I loved going in and, like, playing the little DVD games or, like, watching the music videos or the bloopers or whatever. So I am sure, and I rewatched this music video, like, I'm sure I watched this as a kid and was like, oh, nice, a song for the Barbie movie. I didn't know who Brie Larson was. I was eight. (laughs) Um, So going back, I was like, holy shit. And I went down the rabbit hole of Barbie movies. Um, So I've devised a game for the two of you. You can be on a team. I have in front of me four sets of three Barbie movies. And the title of this game is Two Truths and a Fake Barbie Movie. Uh, Like you said, Pierce, there are like 30-something of these guys, some of which are more straightforward than the others, um, some of which are more iconic than the others. So I'm going to go through. I'm going to name three Barbie movies, uh, and you're going to try and guess which one is not real. 
Okay. Sound good? Well, I've seen I'm, them all. I'm ready so. for it. All 37 yeah. of them. Damn. So there was gonna... 39, Zach. <laughs> 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 all right, Some of these came out like kind of recently. Fake van alert. I don't even know how many Barbie movies there are. We're find Zach's Barbie Instagram. <laughs> okay. The first set of three movies. Listen closely. Number one is Barbie as the Island Princess. Number two is Barbie and the Magic Mermaid. And number three is Barbie and the Diamond Castle. Pierce, I don't know if you listened to last episode, but last episode, uh, Sarah gave us the most infuriating guessing game. (laughs) And I think this is going to be along the same lines because those (laughs) all feel like Barbie movies. They do all feel like Barbie movies. I have a hunch. I have a hunch. I'll go with your hunch. The Island Princess because Barbie... Is so pale, she would instantly get a sunburn and skin cancer and die on an island. I think fair, that's fair. why. You know that is solid logic, but you are incorrect. Oh, no. The title <laughs> oh, I you made what? up. Oh, what's up, Zach? You know, here I think what Zach got wrong was probably the story, right? Right. Um, it can't be the island princess because Barbie Barbie's like hero is Sylvia Plath. And Phil- Sylvia Plath <laughs> walked into a river to kill herself. And so obviously Barbie doesn't want to be near water. Of course. Which is why the second title was actually the fake one. Barbie Damn and it. the Magic Mermaid. Oh, man. <laughs> I made that one up. God, I, I don't want to be this guy, but I did. I, in my mind, I was like, that's the fake one. You <laughs> <laughs> should have won Pierce's gut. <laughs> it's okay. Because legitimately, there was nothing based on it. It was a like a, a guess. I was like, ah, that one sounds like it could be (laughs) all the thought that went into it. (laughs) Well, we'll try again with this set. All right. Number one is Barbie colon spy squad. Number two is Barbie in the pink shoes. And number three is Barbie presents colon the princess party. I want to say, and Zach, tell me if you're for it. I want to say it's the princess party one. Because that one feels too much like it would be like I don't know. I'm trying to get inside Sarah's sick, demented Barbie mind. (laughs) (laughs) Where you know what what logic? What logic would you follow to try to trick us? (laughs) (laughs) The first two were Barbie colon Spy Squad and Barbie in the pink shoes. I think it's See, pink shoes. Two. I think you're right. I think that's two on the nose. I said the party. Princess oh. party was the one. Though pink shoes does fit under that. God damn it, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if Barbie spy whatever is not one, how I'm do sh- I get I'm to sure, write that? I'm sure, like, I'm sure Barbie spy is real. I feel confident right. that, that one's real. Yeah. Do you want to go with you want to go with your guest again? I'm fine with going with the, the shoes one. Yeah, let's go with the shoes. You okay. should have gone with your gut, Pierce. Oh, the fake no, one was Barbie Presents the Princess Party. The other two are real movies. Damn oh. my need to not. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> right, we're going with Pierce in the next two. All right. This one is pretty alliteration heavy, so good luck. Number one is Barbie colon a fashion fairy tale. Number two is Barbie colon a fairy secret. And number three is Barbie colon a furry friendship. I think that it's a furry friendship because we know Barbie's not into furries. (laughs) I don't know. Have you seen all 39 movies? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're right. 
They're very inclusive. <laughs> Actually, movie number 38 is Barbie Goes to Furry Con in St. Louis. Oh, no. Okay. Really fascinating. Fascinating uh, stuff. Go, go Barbie. She's not She's not going to yuck your yum. You exactly. Know? When Sarah introduced a bit, she introduced it as Barbie like having animal friends, I think. That was somewhere in her introduction of the Barbie movies. That's true. Right. But that could happen in eight, like... That doesn't need to be the plot of the movie. You know what I mean? Like but I'm sure Barbie one pro- of 39, there's got to be a little golden <laughs> retriever somewhere. I, listen, I want to stick with the furry friends. All right, I'm going to go up Pierce has gotten this one because I denied I I denied him twice and he was right. Pierce, you are correct. I made that oh. one up. <laughs> good good job. Good job. Well, well done, Pierce. Well, yeah. Well, animals uh, are... are a common theme in the Barbie movies. There's not one called Barbie colon a furry friendship. Last set. Put your game hats on. We've got Barbie colon dolphin magic. Number two is Barbie and her sisters in the great puppy adventure. And number three is Barbie colon video game hero. I think it's the second one, Zach. I think it's Barbie and her sisters. Yeah, that one does, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Yeah, because if I'm going to drop some more logic, we all know in the Barbie mythos, Barbie had to kill her sisters and Barbie <laughs> ended. <laughs> oh, or she would have died, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's lore. That's canon. That's in there. <laughs> Plus, I really want the video game one to be real, so let's go with the second one. <laughs> And in a, in a real guess, I would imagine it'd be wild if they didn't do a video game, like a video yeah. game movie of Barbie, just because that feels like such a big uh, a Wreck-It Ralph, meet, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a big Barbie meets Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> Barbie and Pac-Man in the race to Princess Peach, <laughs> Barbie and Wreck-It Ralph in God damn it, I was trying to think of a divorce title. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie and Wreck-It Ralph in the Risky Prenup. <laughs> Barbie and Wreck-It Ralph and my parents don't sleep in the same bed anymore. <laughs> Barbie and Wreck-It Ralph, Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you guys think the second one is fake? Barbie and her sisters in the Great Puppy Adventure? <laughs> yeah, because her sisters yeah. are all dead. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of them are real. <laughs> Damn. We've been bamboozled. Um, thank you so much for playing Two Truths and a Fake Barbie movie. Oh, that was very good. Here's the weird thing. I'm looking at the Academy Awards for 2005, and in Best Picture, I'm not seeing Barbie and the Magic Pegasus, which is weird. <laughs> um, I think it was better than Finding Neverland, but, you know, yeah. what am I? Who, who am I to say? Barbie goes to space? Yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Get it, Barbie. Oh my. Barbie's into STEM. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I wrote that to young girls. (laughs) Goddamn surfboard like she's the silver surfer, man. I love it. I'm just surprised, though we as a team didn't get three out of four right. That I personally got three out of four right. No, you yeah, have a great instinct for yeah. Barbie movies. Half of my mind is uh, of a teenage girl, so. Right, right. So simply tuning in 
plugging in. Yeah, that. that's what your magical ring would do. Would <laughs> <laughs> give me the powers of a teenage girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> should we? Should we do a Rabruski? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right man to, or the right person to do it, but I feel like I could write a teenage girl movie. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, is that our magnum opus? That might be our magnum opus. I think like, we need to write a teen movie. Not another teen got, movie. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's kind of a great movie, I will say. <laughs> wait, wait, we'll call it Not Another, Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> Is that the Rabruski? Not another, not another, in parentheses, not another, end parentheses, teen movie. It's pretty good. Let's just give her an Oscar. Wait. <laughs> or a Grammy. I was just going to say, we should give her the Grammy that she didn't oh, get. Yeah. I bet we can Believe do that. Believe me, if it was up to me, I'd give her a Grammy. I think, fuck the Rabruski. We've broken form before. Let's give her a Grammy. <laughs> I'm so down I'm for good. that. I would kill to hear that acceptance speech. <laughs> she does that like... Fist in the air, end of breakfast club, which he frees friends. <laughs> the album or bruise Grammy Association. <laughs> yeah, Brie Larson, um, thank you so much for all you've done for Teenage Girls. Uh, your earliest convenience, please come on down and accept your, your Grammy. You, after 15 years, you you deserve it. And also, we're giving, we talked to your gym teacher, you're getting a B minus in gym <laughs> <laughs> you beat him up. He's giving you that be Yay! Thank you so much for listening. We are Album of Bruise, and we're going to continue being Album of Bruise. Damn it! Or maybe we'll be uh, Barbie and her sisters in recording a podcast. <laughs> if you want to check us out on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Album of Bruise. And if you want to look at our website, it is www.albumofbruise.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we don't do this often, but I think we're going to get back into it. If you like the show, do tell someone about it. Tell your yeah. friends about it. We're getting more listeners every month, and we're excited. It's neat. Uh, big thanks to tell Cameron Bop. Yeah, tell your dad. Call your dad. He probably haven't talked to him for a long time. Uh, <laughs> that was by choice. <laughs> <laughs> big thanks to Cameron Bop for the theme song and being our editor. And a giant thank you to you, Pierce, for coming on. Uh, once again, on your outro, will you let the folks know where to find you and your podcast? Oh, yeah. So you could find me um, on Twitter at RealJacobPierce. You can find me on Instagram at JacobPatrickPierce. You can find Guard the Bard's Twitter at GuardCast. Um, Guard, Guard the Bard is pretty much on both um, iTunes and Spotify. So either place... Please give us that listen. I think you will enjoy it. We don't have a website yet. I'm getting on that. Believe me, one day I will stop being lazy and I'll get us a website. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me and the podcast. Right on. This is where we, um, so when we say goodbye to the people, we get really close to the microphone and we say a very tender goodbye. Would you do that with us real quick? <laughs> Just right up on the pop filter. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm right up right as close as I can get without making out with my mic. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. 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 Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>